Today's businesses are accelerating the adoption of a future-ready data foundation, where AI is becoming the primary tool that removes barriers and enhances data accessibility, accuracy, and timeliness. As more companies tackle enterprise AI projects, many are running into issues. IT leaders are finding themselves overwhelmed by the sheer amount of data available. And there is a clear need for strategy and guidance around modernizing applications and obtain access to the most reliable data that can help an enterprise expand its business opportunities and achieve long-term goals. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to one more podcast with Analytics Insight. This is your host, Rangoli, and today I'm in conversation with Naveen Kamath, Executive Director and CTO, Data and AI Services, Kindrel India. And here we are to talk about how Kindrel is enabling organizations in India and across the world to adopt AI and automation as a part of their digital transformation journey. Welcome, Naveen. It's a pleasure to have you here with us today. Uh, thank you, Rangoli. Uh, great to be on this forum. So let's start with telling our listeners a brief about Kindrel and how is it enabling organizations in India and across the world to adopt AI and automation as a part of their digital transformation journey? Sure. Uh, so uh, uh, Kindrel is one of the largest uh, in, uh, infrastructure services providers globally. And as part of Kindrel, uh, we have focuses around various practices, uh, applications, data and AI being one of them. And as part of the applications data and AI practice, we are working with uh, clients globally around their digital transformation initiatives. Um, one of the ways we engage with clients uh, is around um, you know, helping them with their data strategy um, and, and helping them define uh, what, uh, what the right architecture should be in terms of um, you know, uh, being able to enable newer use cases as part of their digital transformation journey. One of the ways we um, uh, lead with is what we call the data fabric architecture that supports data integration across uh, various source systems and ensuring data flows um, across the uh, across from across the enterprise from the point of uh, data creation to the point of data consumption. Right. Uh, we are also um, uh, helping our clients with establishing a data operations framework which basically allows them to manage their data quality, data governance, uh, data lineage requirements uh, from an end-to-end -end perspective, and also in terms of managing their ML lifecycle uh, with various ML ops solutions, which uh, helps them with exploratory data analysis, uh, performing feature engineering, um, you know, helping them build uh, uh, models and also deploy them. Uh, in a way where they can be integrated with the digital workflows uh, within the organization. Um, so that's uh, broadly, um, you know, uh, different ways that we are engaging with clients globally in, the, in this space. Okay, that's very impressive, Naveen. Thank you for giving our listeners such a comprehensive introduction about the company. So as they say, data is the new oil. On that note, could you tell us briefly why is data essential for competitive success today? Sure, the competitive advantage uh, really comes in when uh, data is used to drive uh, breakthrough insights that are humanly not possible, right? Uh, either in terms of the sheer volume and complexity of the data to be processed, uh, patterns that can be discovered, or the velocity with which decisions need to be taken, or actions need to be recommended. 
the good news is that with all the advances in computational power or storage technologies and um, uh, and also in the space of artificial intelligence whether it is in terms of uh, large language models or computer vision ai um, use of transfer learning or generative ai techniques uh, and so also various uh, prepackaged libraries that are now available for deep learning ml models uh, the realm of uh, what falls within the art of the possible is expanding rapidly right uh, a lot of auto ml solutions today are available that are also lowering the entry barrier in terms of skills that are needed to build an ai based application now while there's a lot of focus around ai uh, it's uh, it's also very critical that without the right data foundation it is difficult to scale the adoption and application of ai it is important to harness uh, data uh, that is being generated both within the organizations as well as uh, from beyond uh, and you need to enable seamless secure data flows within the organization um, and the interesting thing about data is that if you can uh, get to a curated set of uh, data assets and data products, uh, good data can be used repeatably uh, with a uh, multiplier effect within the organization. Right? So whether it is for enhancing customer experience or mitigating risk, um, be it for gaining you know, orders of magnitude improvement in productivity, uh, or optimization for greater efficiencies, or be it for expanding or adding newer revenue streams. Uh, so that's essentially, I think, uh, the uh, competitive advantage that one can gain out of data. Absolutely, Naveen. Data is the foundation, and it's the highway to access AI insights that can inform businesses' uh, decisions and solving businesses' problems, if I'm not wrong. Absolutely, yes. On that note, could you tell us how do organizations go about building a successful AI and data framework? Yeah, certainly. Uh, so Rangoli, uh, like I was mentioning earlier, I think scaling AI uh, begins with having the right data strategy in place. Uh, the biggest impact is when you have cross-functional teams with a wide variety of perspectives uh, within an enterprise coming together and um, uh, you know putting in a collaborative effort, uh, prioritizing business goals, with various time horizons uh, and prioritizing use cases that need to be addressed. Right? So once you have that, it becomes easier to define the, uh, the target architecture, define uh, what kind of uh, data pathways uh, need to be enabled uh, within, the, uh, within the organization from the point of you know, where the data sources reside to the point of data consumption. Um, as I was mentioning earlier, uh, it's also important to have the right data ops framework uh, to manage the data lifecycle uh, with areas such as data observability. Uh, so you can uh, essentially have reliable uh, and good data uh, being delivered to the downstream users. Uh, and then of course, having the right uh, uh, framework from a ML ops standpoint to ensure uh, we are able to deliver uh, uh, you know, insights with the right uh, time to value. Um, and and uh, are able to do it with uh, total integration uh, with downstream uh, workflows uh, within the within the organization. Right. Uh, one of the key things I believe that is very critical also is to uh, focus on the people aspect as you go down this uh, journey of um, you know digital transformation. Right. Uh, particularly from a data literacy standpoint. Uh, so within the organization, there's awareness about 
various data security, data privacy, data access considerations. Uh, it is also important to uh, establish a data stewardship, um, uh, you know, kind of roles uh, across lines of businesses. So there is ownership and accountability uh, for the data that is being uh, made available uh, across the enterprise. Right. Um, the other thing that I would also mention is that, uh, you know, skills and talent to manage all of this can be a challenge, but that's where service providers like uh, Kindrel can play a, a major role in terms of not only bringing the end-to-end -end, uh, data engineering services uh, with a strong partner ecosystem, because there's a whole range of technologies in this space, but also in terms of uh, technology differentiators, whether that is, um, you know, um, in terms of assets, accelerators, um, or, or IP uh, that can be brought in uh, to, to basically manage data environments uh, with a level of simplicity and abstraction um, that can help, uh, you know, uh, make this whole transformation more accelerated. So I believe, as you said, initially it all depends on data quality, data foundation, and data strategy. And on that note, could you share the challenges you witness across sectors and the key solution that can help businesses overcome them? That's a great question, uh, Rangoli. Uh, so one of the, uh, some of the typical challenges that we see in uh, implementing successful data and AI initiatives is that uh, there are multiple data silos uh, within any organization and uh, integrating data across these various systems, some of them are legacy systems, uh, can be a, a significant challenge, right? In terms of getting to the single source of truth or the most recent version of truth, some of that. Um, but besides that, there's also uh, one of the one of the challenges has been the delayed uh, realization of value uh, from data and AI investments. Right, uh, time to value, time to insight can be excruciatingly long, and by the time uh, that uh, uh, realization happens, uh, the original uh, business case that supported that whole uh, uh, you know investment might have. Uh, you know, shifted shifted in terms of uh, its time value and some of that, right? So uh, that's that's a part of a challenge. And then skills and talent, as I was mentioning, is very scarce, particularly when it comes to areas like data engineering or data science. And uh, we have seen organizations uh, struggling with uh, some of that as well. Now, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, how we're looking at the space uh, in, in helping our clients overcome some of these challenges, uh, we're looking at, uh, you know, simplifying the data operations. We're looking at how do we uh, abstract all of this complexity that lies underneath. And uh, not just by uh, bringing in uh, a level of integration, but also, uh, you know, areas such as activating all of the metadata that exists within the enterprise. Right? So, for example, if there is a data incident or a schema drift, uh, can we bring in artificial intelligence uh, to... Uh, look at you know uh, why this data incident happened, or even proactively you know be able to predict some of these data incidents or schema drifts, but also be able to tie it to the upstream or downstream impact that some of these incidents might be having in terms of business impact, right? And being able to uh, recommend an alternative data flow if the business impact is very uh, uh, severe, then can we uh, recommend an alternative data flow? Uh, so that the job gets done and the impact is uh, circumvented. So broadly, it's about bringing in intelligence, bringing in orchestration, using all of the metadata that's available within the uh, data environment of the client, 
and uh, being able to deliver reliable data within time uh, to the downstream users so that there's not much impact and a lot of time is not wasted in getting to uh, reliable data. Uh, so that's the whole data observability and uh, uh, you know uh, data reliability play that we are leading with. Uh, so that's that's briefly what I would say about this. Uh, well, absolutely. Thank you for such a detailed answer. And uh, now I'm sure our listeners would want to know some successful AI deployments in India. So could you please brief us on that? Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, we will not be able to uh, not be able to take any specific names, but uh, uh, we have engaged with uh, uh, various uh, organizations across industry sectors. Uh, some of the work that we've done is with the uh, integrated health major, where we are basically looking at, uh, you know, how do you bring in various, uh, uh, um, you know, data attributes, uh, various logs, telemetry data, and all of that. Uh, to predict the health of uh, the pharmacy applications uh, for that particular healthcare major. Right? So, for example, uh, if the pharmacy application is down, then it can um, uh, it can basically impact uh, the available uh, availability of uh, uh, medicines, critical medicines, and severe cases, particularly uh, uh, you know availability uh, to the ICUs and some of that. Right. So, how do you how do you predict? Uh, the health of these pharmacy applications take corrective actions, uh, detect anomalies, you know, all of that in advance. So your pharmacy applications do not have any major downtime. Uh, so that was one of the use cases that we worked with. Uh, besides, there have been you know multiple other use cases that we've been working with healthcare clients around. Uh, in the space of uh, manufacturing, uh, uh, we worked with uh, uh, you know major manufacturing companies which. You know, one of them was uh, a glass manufacturing company which had around uh, you know 40 plus plants and uh, the work that we did there was to create a, a more next-gen data platform uh, on the cloud uh, for them which basically allowed them to bring in this uh, various iot data sensor data data from various scada plc systems uh, from the edge from these various plants into this uh, cloud data platform and uh, with all that data coming in, now it was possible for this uh, client to start looking at, you know, various different use cases like predictive maintenance, just-in-time inventory, reducing wastage, um, which was not possible with the you know brownfield data estate that they had earlier. Um, also, in the space of uh, uh, in the in the financial sector, uh, we are looking at uh, you know using some of these late uh, more latest technologies like drone tech uh, to uh, you know kind of collect data uh, on let's say soil quality or various location based analytics that can help uh, quickly uh, determine credit risk scores uh, in the agri loan kind of uh, uh, business right uh, because the time to disbursal of these loans has to be uh, fairly quick and uh, how do we sort of uh, uh, you know uh, apply technology apply ai uh, to improve the uh, the speed with which credit uh, risk scoring can happen. Um, one of the universities also that we are working with locally is, uh, and this is in the realm of research, is uh, you know how do you apply AI uh, in the space of additive manufacturing, um, where we can uh, basically using sound and visual quality, uh, visual uh, uh, imaging, we can look at uh, the quality. 
of the rapid uh, prototypes that are being developed, uh, which then can again, you know, um, uh, speeden up the whole process of rapid prototyping, uh, which again is a is a fairly significant efficiency driver in the whole manufacturing space, right? Uh, uh, is is a big theme around smart manufacturing in that context. So these are some of the projects, uh, some of the deployments that you're working on locally in India. Okay, well, that was very insightful and comprehensive. And uh, that brings me to my next question. So Naveen, what are some of the industries where you expect to see major traction for Kindra's AI and automation solutions? So we are actually working across various uh, uh, industry domains uh, and, and we're seeing uh, requirements come in from healthcare, manufacturing, banking, um, various uh, and retail as well. Uh, particularly after the pandemic in healthcare, what we are beginning to see is newer set of use cases such as uh, remote patient monitoring and uh, personalized recommendations gaining a lot of currency. Uh, in the finance sector as well, it is becoming very common to provide uh, targeted services uh, based on customer segmentation. Uh, another very key angle that is coming in is uh, assessing credit or uh, investment risk uh, based on newer factors such as sustainability. Right. So if you look at major enterprises today, uh, sustainability is not just a good to have agenda from a regulatory perspective. It's also becoming an essential imperative to ensure adequate capital flows and embed sustainability into your business model. So a lot of our use cases that we're seeing today are uh, centered around uh, sustainability KPIs and how do we measure them, monitor them, having the right uh, data um, architecture uh, to basically address some of those use cases as well. So definitely, Naveen, we can see that there will be a time in the near future where each and every industry will have to utilize these emerging technologies in order to stay in the game. So lastly, Naveen, any skilling initiatives or upskilling strategy for Kindrel engineers in the AI and data practice that you'd like to touch upon? Yeah, certainly. Uh, at at Kindrel, we see our practitioners in this domain broadly aligned around data engineering or data architecture or data science or as, as data and business analysts. Right? And for each of these job categories, there's a clear roadmap in terms of uh, skilling and career growth, uh, defined training and certification requirements. A uh, major area of focus is also around skills for delivering projects in the hyperscaler cloud environments because a lot of our projects gravitate towards those. And with the very structured uh, uh, scaling and training plan, it helps our people broadly uh, rescale or upskill themselves in this uh, in this domain. Uh, so that's how we are looking at it, uh, Rangoli. Well, that's very insightful and wonderful to know. And thank you so much for such a comprehensive answer, Nari. And that brings me to the end of the podcast. Thank you for connecting with us today, Naveen. It was a pleasure to have you here with us today on the podcast. And I must say, it was very insightful. And I'm sure our listeners enjoyed the interaction as much as I did. Thank you, Rangoli, and privileged to be on this forum. Definitely. And I believe for our listeners as well. And uh, I would appreciate if our listeners watch this space for more. And uh, don't forget to subscribe and I will see you with another great interaction. Thank you.